Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I think once he was arrested, then the opportunity came up to sort of get rid of him. He is one of the most infamous last names in recent history, Epstein. As more documents related to Jeffrey Epstein's alleged sex trafficking operation are unveiled, we sit down with his brother, Mark Epstein, to discuss what led to Jeffrey's death in 2019 and all the controversy surrounding it. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. So as you know, if you've been following us here on Sidebar, we have been closely following all of the latest document dumps in connection to the case of deceased financier and sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Now, to be clear, this wasn't in regards to the criminal or civil case against Epstein per se. Rather, all of these documents being unsealed and released are in regards to a defamation lawsuit that was filed by Epstein accuser Virginia Jufre against Epstein's madam accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell. Now, the court records are being unsealed on a rolling basis, released with John and Jane Doe's identified by their real names. This civil suit, which was settled out of court, happened a few years before Epstein's death in a New York jail cell. And that is what we want to talk about right now, his death. So, Epstein was at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York when he was found dead in his jail cell on August 10th, 2019. He was awaiting trial on federal charges that he sex trafficked underage girls. Epstein allegedly used part of a bedsheet tied to the bunk bed to hang himself. It's been called, quote, a perfect storm of screw-ups. During the night before Epstein's body was discovered, security cameras weren't recording. Epstein had been left alone without a cellmate, despite orders from prison psychologists. And the two guards who were supposed to be checking in on him, they were apparently asleep. Guards Tova Noel and Michael Thomas, they were stationed about 15 feet From Epstein's cell, they both admitted to falling asleep. They later falsified records that they had completed required checks during the night. Both of them were federally indicted, but they struck deals that allowed them to admit guilt, and the charges would be dropped if they cooperated with the federal probe into Epstein's death. Now, the results of that probe were released in a 120-page report from the Department of Justice, which blamed, quote, longstanding operational challenges and also cited, quote, numerous and serious failures. Well, since then, rumors have swirled and conspiracy theories have persisted, with many people believing that Epstein, in fact, did not commit suicide and was instead killed because of the information that he might divulge about high-profile people. Now, in fact, Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Mark Epstein, he's been on a mission to find out the truth about what happened inside of that jail cell, and Mark actually joins us right now to talk about more of this. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for coming on. And just to let all of our viewers and listeners know, you have opted to not be on camera. We're going to respect that decision, but we hear you nonetheless. Thank you so much for coming here on Sidebar. Good morning. Thank you. Now, for anybody who's not familiar with you or, or what you're trying to do, can you explain what your position is regarding the death of your brother, Jeffrey Epstein? Well, when I, when I first heard that my brother was dead, I actually heard it on CNN 
the government did not notify me as they've claimed. I thought, okay, he killed himself. I, at the time, I had no reason to doubt it, and I just figured that was his decision, and I respected it. You know, I uh, grieved the loss of a brother, but it was his decision. But then, after the autopsy was done and all the other information started coming out, it became apparent that it was not a suicide. Uh, when you looked at the autopsy results, uh, the photographs we have of the body, the, the details of the mark on his neck compared to the way they said he was hanging, it, nothing matches up. If you looked at all of these facts and evidence, you would not come up with the conclusion that it was a suicide, you know, other than the fact that Bill Barr made that ridiculous statement about it being a suicide and the chief medical examiner, Barbara Sampson, overrode the actual pathology of the autopsy and declared it a suicide. Let, let, let's just talk about that for a second. So I want to understand the timeline of this and correct me if I'm wrong. Did you retain Dr. Michael Bodden to conduct the autopsy here? I conducted Michael Bodden to witness the autopsy. The autopsy was performed by the city pathologist. I, as a family member, have the right to have my own pathologist be there and to conduct an autopsy once the body is claimed, if we deemed it was necessary. And the reason I ask you that is because you just you just said a second ago you, you thought that, you know, your brother's death was a suicide, you were mourning his loss, but there seemed to be something to indicate to you, I want a second opinion uh, to someone to observe the autopsy, right? What was the reason you thought that? Well, because in speaking with uh, his attorneys, you know, they had a suicide, and they were sort of surprised uh, that he did it. So we figured let's cover the bases and you know make sure we have somebody there as well. Because one of the things that's not been out there much is that a few days after his death, there was a hearing scheduled to appeal the decision for bail. You know, the first time when he was first arrested, his attorneys asked me if I would participate in his bail. And I said, yes. I said, put up my house in Florida. I knew my brother wasn't a flight risk, and he's my brother. I, I didn't care. Uh, and then bail was denied, which is why he was in jail. And then they were going to appeal the decision for bail. And Jeffrey was putting up a pretty big bail. And they asked me for the appeal if I would guarantee his bail. And I agreed, in essence, doubling it. So there was a chance he might have gotten bail. And that hearing was scheduled, in, uh, I think, for the 12th. Uh, you know, in a couple of days. So then I, I'm thinking, if, if he was going to kill himself, wouldn't he wait to after the bail hearing? Yeah, you know, because if he got bail, he'd be living in his house with an ankle monitor and armed guards and cameras, so he wouldn't disappear anywhere. Not that I thought he would try. And and then if bail was denied again, then it would be a more compelling argument for him to kill himself if he wanted to. But mm -hmm. a few days before the bail hearing makes no sense at all. So, so do you have a theory as to what happened here? Because, you know, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. There's a lot of innuendo. Do you have a theory as to what happened here? Yes. My, my theory is that this was a targeted like assassination. I believe somebody was planted on that tier as an inmate because the Justice Department regularly plants people in prisons either for, you know, to put snitches in to get information from prisoners or to put undercover agents in to build a backstory. So the Justice Department can't plant people in the prison. So I believe, and I had been told early in the game that cell doors were left unlocked that night on the tier. I don't know how many or whose, but I've been trying to find out what other prisoners were on the tier that night. There was only 11 or 12 prisoners on that tier. So it's not like we're looking through thousands of people. And I would like to know who they were, when did they get there? Because if somebody was on the tier for six months already, he obviously was not a plant. Uh, and then after the death, a lot of prisoners were transferred off of that ward. So I'd like to find out who was on that tier, they got there, 
And where are they now? Do they actually so, exist? So, so, so I guess the counter argument to that would be is if someone really wanted to kill Jeffrey Epstein, right? They had to assume he was about to talk and give information about some, you know, high profile people. Otherwise, you know, what would be the incentive to kill him? My, did you ever get a, a, an understanding from your brother that he was going to talk about anything, that he was going to be, you know, be a government witness? I mean, because I'm trying to understand what the motivation would be uh, to, for him to be murdered in prison. I, I, I believe you're right. Again, that, that's which I tend not to do. Yes, Jeffrey did have I didn't speak to Jeffrey while he was in prison. Okay. Uh, the last time I spoke to Jeffrey was the night before he flew home when he got arrested. He called me from France and we just had a normal conversation. And the next day he came home and he was arrested. And that's the last time I spoke to him. I did not see him in prison. And he gave you no indication he was about to be arrested or anything like that. No, he didn't know. Nobody knew he was going to be arrested because back in the you know the early a decade prior, roughly, you know, when he got in trouble in Florida, when he made his deal, whatever that deal was, he had a non-prosecution agreement right. with the government. He, right. he it was all behind him. All of these charges, the, the current charges, came from back then. There was no new current charges. So he thought he was free of that because of the non-prosecution agreement. And I believe that was going to be his main defense. But Mark, my question to you is, you you, you were going to be putting up the, the bail for him, but you said you didn't speak to him in prison, in jail. How come? Well, it's a limited amount of people who can get to him in prison to talk to him, you know, and the calls he was able to make for him to talk to his attorneys. The limited phone calls, the limited contact. So let him use it for what he needed. Yeah. But and his attorneys are the one who asked me about the bail. It wasn't Jeffrey. Right. I see. I see. Okay. Now, now again, no indication from your relationship with your brother that he would have ever killed himself. And because Ephraim Stone Reyes, he became Epstein, your, your brother's new assigned roommate. He was transferred, my understanding, less than 24 hours prior to your brother's death. He was transferred to a different facility. He actually died in 2020, but he made the statement once that your brother didn't want to live anymore. So, you know, I, I completely understand what you're saying, where if... Uh, your brother was going to kill himself. Why not wait till after the bail hearing? But also somebody who's in that position locked away. It's hard to predict what they might be thinking or, or what they might be going through. I'm curious what your reaction was to that statement. Well, it's curious that he was transferred out a day before the death. That, that's one. You know, why was he transferred away? Uh, the prison psychologist that we're talking to, Jeff, had no indication that he was going to kill himself. He was actually on a suicide watch after what they thought was an earlier suicide attempt, which was not suicide attempt and he was taken off of the suicide watch so nobody else seemed to think he was going to do harm to himself and everybody his attorneys and people he was friendly with that were in contact with him nobody thought that this was going to happen this was a surprise like i said i don't know what motivated the guy to say that i would imagine that every prisoner in there at some point or another contemplate suicide I, I i would imagine the normal thought amongst prisoners now to be clear dr Baden, who we mentioned he he didn't believe that the injuries were consistent with a suicide he said these there were these two breaks on each side of the thyroid cartilage um one on the left side he, he says occurs much more commonly in homicidal strangulation and he said i've not seen in 50 years where that occurred in a suicidal hanging case but you mentioned the new york chief medical examiner uh, dr barbara sampson she listed the cause of death the suicide she said though she's been able to review additional evidence we don't know what that evidence is do you think she's not telling the truth or do you think she viewed something that you just haven't seen yet well she's never said what that supposed evidence is now understand something too when the autopsy was done both the city pathologist who did the autopsy with dr Baden concurring said it looks more like a homicide than a suicide so on the initial death certificate it said pending meaning pending further investigation under the cause of death 
you know, section. Normally, Dr. Biden said it takes weeks to change a pending determination to an actual cause. We've been trying to find out for, you know, over four years what position, or close to four years, what position his body was in when it was found. Because the autopsy showed he was dead for at least two hours when they found him. So he wasn't coming back. And they're not, they're not supposed to move a dead body until the medical examiner gets there because there's a lot of evidence just on the dead body itself. But he was taken out and brought to the infirmary. When the EMTs came after the 911 call, Jeff was already in the infirmary. They didn't go to the cell. I only found this out it's just the latter part of last year. And then when the Justice Department report came out and described the way he was found, it doesn't match the actual body results. The mark on his neck, the ligature mark from whatever was used to strangle him, I'm going to use that word, uh, is in the middle of his neck. And it sort of goes straight back as if you put a rope around somebody's neck and pulled it. Like I say, like in Carlo and the Godfather when they got him in the car. But uh, if you're hanging, and supposedly he was hanging you know, for over two hours from the top bunk, they said, in a seated position with his legs out in front of him and his buttocks was off the ground, which means most of his body weight was hanging by the ligature. Well, that ligature should have ridden up high underneath his, his chin and back up like behind his ears to the knot to, to tie to where it was tied to the top bunk. But the mark on his neck is not consistent with that description of how he was found. Also, if he was hanging that way for two hours or more, it could have been six hours, but we know it was at least two, uh, then the, the back of his legs and his buttocks should have had blood pooling in them. Because when you die and your blood is not circulating anymore, it sinks in your body's points. So if you, if you die laying on your back, your back becomes blotchy from the blood pooling under the skin. So, it's so, called so, lividity. So, so the back of Jeffrey's legs should be have lividity, should have blotchiness on the back. He does not. His legs are clear. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And, and, and you know, to add to that, they, they found these two nooses in the cell. There was a noose that was submitted, uh, this kind of piece of cloth. Um, it, it was not ripped. It wasn't cut. It didn't have stains or fluids on it. So assuming for a moment that he was killed in his jail cell, how do you think he was killed? What instrument was used? Well, because of the breaks in his neck, okay, which, again, is inconsistent with the hanging, as Dr. Bodden said, it's more consistent with either strangulation or a karate chop to the neck. And it, speaking to military people, I have some government uh, connections. The way they kill people is you give somebody a quick karate chop to the front of the neck. It collapses their windpipe. It disorients them sort of incapacitates them. Then they usually you know, twist the head quickly and break the neck, as you, we see in the movies all the time. But in this case, I, it looks like he might have gotten a karate chop to the neck to disorient him and disable him. And then a, something was put around his neck. Not a bed sheet, because the mark in his neck does not look like a bed sheet. It looks more like a cord of some kind. But that, that's a very sophisticated way to kill him. And if you're, you're, you're when you really, when we spoke before, you said that um, you wanted to know who else was on the cell block. Um, you mm-hmm. think a random inmate would have had the ability to do that? Or do you think it's somebody else who had some sort of training? Well, it, it seems like somebody had some training. Yeah, it doesn't, it seems like a professional 
hit. Mm. I, I guess the question is, you know, if what you mentioned the Department of Justice, they released this 128 page report talking about these kind of failures, uh, these problems, but they, they don't support the idea that Jeffrey Epstein w- was murdered. They still say it, it was a suicide, but they should have been able to uh, prevent this from happening. If, if this really was a murder, is it people not looking at the right information or there's a cover up? Because it, it seems someone would look at this and say, the Department of Justice, Bill Barr, is going to cover this up. The The risk of doing that is greater than what allowing Epstein to live. And so that's why I think people look at this as a conspiracy theory. So what would be your response to that, that this whole report is a lie? Well, let me ask you a question. Who, who killed Kennedy? Well, I mean, if you want to go through that, we can definitely have that conversation about, you know, that about who killed John F. Kennedy and, and what happened on 9-11. I mean, it, there's always going to be theories and conspiracy theories. But if we're talking about Jeffrey Epstein in 2019 after his arrest, because, you know, you can make the argument, you can make the argument that if there really was an aim to make sure he didn't talk, why even arrest him in the first place? Well, I think those two things might have been separate. I think he was arrested because there was a lot of heat building up on the old case. And uh, there was a reporter in, in Florida who got on the, this case and started looking into this. And then the quote, the victims were starting complaining that they didn't have their say in his sentencing deal. So the whole issue, the deal he got back in uh, 2006 or seven, was coming up again, and that's why he was arrested. Okay, so again, taking that as a way, if there was a, as if there was a, an effort to make sure Jeffrey Epstein didn't talk and we're going to kill him, you couldn't. Someone have said to him, "Hey, listen, Jeffrey, why don't you go to another country where there's no extradition, um, and then we'll start an investigation, and say, oh, we can't get him. He fled to another country. I, I guess it has to be so coordinated, so systematic that he was killed in his jail cell that and there's a risk associated with that that it you know it seems to me that arresting him in the first place why would you have done it well again i i think those are two separate things i think once he was arrested then the opportunity came up to sort of get rid of him mm. so I, I think i think it's two separate issues i don't think he was arrested with the intention of killing him at that point in time i think he was arrested with the idea of prosecuting him further for the charges he, he sort of got off on Mark, and then me- the opportunity came up look trust me one thing yeah. it would be a lot easier for me if he committed suicide yeah i could have you know taken care of his death and moved on with my life but since it is if any everybody who's looked at this who has any kind of experience with investigations says it's, it wasn't a suicide there's a series there's a podcast series called crime waves out of the university of new haven where they go into this a lot and i don't see how you can listen to the facts that are presented and walk away thinking oh it was a suicide so, so, so mark you, you've been very vocal about this and you've been going on different media outlets to talk about it what has been the response you've received for more information i mean the tapes the the videotapes from that jail have not been released we know the cameras were shut off at that when your brother was um, when your brother died but the, the, there's no tapes of him actually being removed from his jail cell um you want more information you want more documentation what is the response you received well from the government i'm getting nothing you know the 911 call i've been trying to get that they're telling me it doesn't exist anymore uh medical records i haven't been able to get i mean why if this was a clear suicide what why are all these records being hidden where's like you said where's the tape now we know the tape from the camera outside of the tier was working that's the tape that bill Barr said he, he personally saw and he saw nobody went in or out of the tier and that convinced him it was a suicide when he said that i said to myself that makes no sense because if he was killed he was killed by somebody already on the tier so yeah bill Barr, the chief you know, Justice Department person in the United States making a, an error that any third-rate investigator would not make. 
Do you think you Bill know, Barr wasn't telling the truth? Absolutely. And who who is he protecting? You think? Well, that's the question. Who does Bill Who did Bill Barr work for? Who do, Who was he there to protect? Well, that's, I'm asking you the question. I mean, that's the part. Like again, if this is a systematic conspiracy, you know who who's who's leading it. Well, who does Bill Barr work for? See, I'm not going to speculate with names, but it just I didn't want to pick a name and then try to find evidence to support that. I, I've been following. Yeah evidence and where the evidence points that's right. how you, that's how you do an investigation so, so you know, i don't i don't say that you killed them and then i try to find ways to prove that right. you killed them right that's not what you do i find the invest if i if it came out and, and, and pointed at you i would yeah. say you did but well, it doesn't let, 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 let's be very clear there are yeah. a lot of question marks regarding your brother's death there's a reason there's a lot of uh these theories about what happened i mean there's problems there was problems that happened in terms of the video cameras and the security guards i mean we could talk about it i am curious though because you're you're making this you're making this very vocal right now you know this past week your brother has been in the news a lot do you think that this new that these new developments the release of all these documents is going to add attention to your case and help your case to try to get more information i hope it does now, I've been quiet about this for four some odd years. But then when the Justice Department report came out with the inconsistencies, one, you know, they said they notified me. The government didn't notify me. I heard about Jeff's death on CNN. They said this medical examiner called it a suicide. Oh, no, the medical examiners that did the autopsy couldn't call it a suicide because it looked more like a homicide. But then it was overridden by Barbara Sampson, the chief medical examiner, who, from what I understand, she did not see the body. And she claiming there's some other evidence that proved that convinced her it was a suicide. And I'm questioning, why can't we find out what that evidence is other than Bill Barr's statement? And other than she thought that Jeffrey might have killed himself before, but it's been shown that you can watch the podcast. Jeffrey was not did not commit suicide before he was roughed up by his roommate. Do, do, are you taking any kind of legal action against the government to get more information? No, I, I can't, because the, the only thing that you could possibly do, which I don't have standing to do, is to sue for wrongful death. First of all, there's a two-year window in which to sue for wrongful death, which is passed, and I don't have standing to sue for that, even though I'm his only heir, because I was not dependent on Jeffrey. So I, I, had, I suffered no monetary loss, so I, I don't have what's called standing to sue mm -hmm. for wrongful death. So I, I can't do that. I would have. I had attorneys lined up and looking into it, but it turns out I, I don't have standing to make that case. I mentioned this past week. I mean, here on Long Crime, we've been covering all of the documents uh, that have been released to try to make sense of it. When we see the documents that have been released, is there anything that from there that supports your, uh, you know, supports you understanding some of these players, understanding some of these people that kind of gave you new information uh, about your brother and who? Again, if you assume he was killed um, by someone. Did anything from these documents give you any kind of insight? No, I, I wasn't aware of what was going on with a lot of his life, but uh, I, trust me, I would, I've been called many, many times by media people asking me about my thoughts about the upcoming document dump, you know, like last week. And I told them I have no idea what's on those lists. You know, I wasn't expecting anything earth shattering to be on those lists. I didn't see any big new surprising names, you know, like I haven't been keeping abreast of that. I'm not concerned about Jeff's case, in a sense, I'm not looking to defend him for the charges. That's what I'm here for. I'm only looking to see about my brother's death. That's because, it, like I said, it would have been easier for me if it was a suicide, but it, it doesn't appear that way. What was your relationship like with him? Well, we were we were close. We were always in communication. I, I it's known I hadn't seen him for seven years prior to his dying. We, mm -hmm. we both had different cities. So we're not in the same place often, and uh, but we're always communicating. And you know, time flies by; the years go by. But like I said, he called me the night before he was arrested. Just a normal, you know, how you doing? What's new? 
phone call. He would tell me funny stories of things that's going on. I would keep him abreast of what's happening with the rest of the family, you know, our cousins and, and such, you know, and just normal kind of normal relationship. It, it was funny. We used to have a lot of funny phone calls. He was, he was, a, he was a funny guy. But like when, when he's arrested, this is like a shock to you. You're like, what happened here? Like, this is not the brother that I knew. Well, I knew he was in trouble back in, you know, in 2006, he actually spoke to me. He told me that he was getting into trouble. You know, he asked, he wanted to talk to me and I, we, we met and he told me that he was getting into trouble, you know, for being with these girls. And I said, well, or, you know, this is what he did, you know, and so he had a bear the brunt of his actions. But we stayed in touch. You know, he did, he got, uh, he made a deal in Florida. He spent some time in jail. And then we, we've been in touch throughout. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Mark. You said that um, this is what he did? Well, he was trying, he did, I said this is what he did. He was in Florida. He got in trouble for what he did. He spent some time in jail, you know, and he got out and he was living his life. And oh. like I said, the, the, the more recent charges stem back from that period of time. You know, oh. I don't believe I, just, I, wanted you to, I wanted to give you the opportunity because it sounded like you're just like, this is what Jeffrey did. He was around these kind of young women, you know. Well, well in a sense, that that is what he did. I mean, he, he liked women. He liked what young women. I wasn't around. I, I didn't see him. You know, after 2004, so the last time I saw him was probably 2012. Between 2004 and 2012, maybe I saw him once a year. You know, mm. so we didn't, we didn't get together a lot. You know, in, in 2004, my mother passed away. So that's why we used to all get together. And after she passed, Jeff and I didn't meet, you know, at my mother's house in Florida. So, right. yeah, so we didn't well, see each other. So, again, going back to this idea that you mentioned, like, you know, who, who might have been, you know, being protected here, who was worried about what your brother might say, was there incentive to kill him? You know, in these documents, I'll let you know, like, there's just a lot of big names and people that, you know, common theme is that your brother, we talked about, like, celebrities that he knew or contacts that he had. Did he ever talk to you about, like, hey, I know Donald Trump. Hey, I know Kevin Spacey. Hey, I know Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, did he ever talk about these celebrities and, like, these stories with them or anything like that? No, he would tell me things like, like I knew when he flew Clinton to Africa, which is what first put him on the map. You know, he told me he was, went to Africa. He, he took, I think, Stacey, Chris Tucker. Uh, yeah, he would tell me, mention people's names that he was with, but he wouldn't tell me much about them themselves. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he would tell me he was with so-and-so. Like, he used to hold, like, scientific conferences on his island. So he used to have big scientists and mathematicians there. So like, he told me that Stephen Hawkins was there. He told me that he had outfitted a submarine for Stephen Hawkins so Stephen Hawkins can go down underwater. You know, so I was saying it came up recently. So, so is now Stephen Hawkins going to get smeared? You know, all these other scientists, are they going to get smeared because they were there for a scientific conference? You know, it's like everybody's trying to tarnish everybody that ever spoke to my brother. You know, it's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not fair to them. Because Jeffrey had a whole other life that was separate from his issues with the women. Right. And, and when the but the, but the when the bail came up, like you said, his attorneys contacted you, you know, you, you didn't take the position like, wow, look what he's accused of. I don't want to have anything to do with him. You, you were open to hearing his defense and, and helping him in a way because he's your brother. Sure, of course. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And, and, so and what, Right. And what about and just real quick, what about Ghislaine Maxwell? Like, did you did he talk about her? Like, did you know about her? her she got convicted. Like, you and I haven't spoken about. It. I'm just curious. Like, what did you think about her? Well, I, I knew Glenn back in the 90s when they first met. We always we spent a lot of time together, all of us back in those days. Well, I knew she was with Jeff for a long time and I didn't really think much about the case. You know, she was charged. I saw the headlines like everybody else. And I thought, well, now it's, you know, she has to deal with her charges. I wasn't involved with that. And, it's, you know, she's she's not my sister. So I wasn't like looking to, you know, go the extra yard, so to speak. But right. I, I was, it was like, I said, you can ask, go stop a stranger on the street and ask him what he thinks. And it's the same response you're going to get from me, more or less.
And and I respect and I respect that. Like you know, I, I guess the one question I have, and I'll end it here. Obviously, there's a you want more information about what happened to your brother, and I and that's fair. You know, you want full transparency. But as these all this information comes out, are you not interested in learning more about your brother? What he was emailing, who he was talking to, what his life was like? Because you know he's no longer here to, to talk about and, and try to find information. You're not interested in seeing more about the, the communications he had or the life that he lived. No, I know enough about that to satisfy me. I don't need to find to see any more like dirt on him or anybody else. I'm not interested in that. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in uh, who potentially killed my brother. Mark Epstein, thank you so much for taking the time, sir. Appreciate it. And uh, we will continue to follow what happens in this investigation. Yeah, I hope they investigate the death as opposed to just the charges. That's the purpose of this. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much, Mark. Appreciate it. All right, everybody, that is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar. We're going to continue to follow the Epstein case for you. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time.